All right, let's try this one more time. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries. And again, I am your host, Ralphie. What's going on? Been trying to record this podcast for like, I don't know how many hours. I'm already late uploading it. I'm late with everything on it. But anyway, let's get going with it. It's something I really wanted to talk about. Um, I discovered this particular in oh, this particular um, case by hearing um, I heard it in another in, in a YouTube channel that I follow uh, bedtime stories actually and you go listen to the stuff he says it's really good stuff man. If you're into all this either true crime conspiracy and all that stuff um just go, go and listen to that very good stuff. So I'm subscribed to them or them or whoever they are. But I heard about this case and it really, really got to me just because of the nature of it. I mean, none of these true crime or anything cases are ever good. I don't think there's any good one. There's no good one. Okay. I mean, there's outcomes that happen that we may like or whatever, but there's no good one. But this particular one is a true crime because it did happen, but it is also mixed with conspiracy because it's never been solved and it's something that has left a lot of intrigue. And it's and it goes beyond that because there's a possibility of otherworldly things that occurred here. It's really gruesome. But anyway, without further ado, let's talk about it. And this is coming from uh, where I'm reading. This is from one of the places where I investigated part of the investigation. Uh, was from Mysterious Universe. There's a Mysterious Universe podcast also you can follow. Um, you can follow them. I think they're on, uh, they are on Apple Podcasts and um, Google Podcasts and all that. And the uh, article is Bizarre Cases. Of mysterious human mutilations and strange deaths. And this was written, I'm sorry, this is written in June 21st, 2017 by Brent Swanser. And I'm gonna read some excerpts, and of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the article, and then I'm you know, as, as I read, I'm gonna comment on it so you guys, you know, give you my opinion on it or whatever I may know about it. So let's begin. Perhaps one of the most famous cases of an apparent case of mysterious, inexplicable human mutilation occurred in Brazil in 1988. At the Guarapiranga Reserve was found the body of a man that was in a very strange state indeed. Although it was determined that the person had been dead for several days, there was no smell when it should, where there should have been a smell or a stench of decay, no noticeable decomposition, and there was no sign that the body had been fed up on by scavengers. So this body was found uh, in this place in, um, in Brazil, but the way that they found it was weird because normally when you find a body, you know, you'll have uh, animals that means scavengers that obviously are going to feed on it. If there's, you know, it's food, it's a food source if it's just there. And if also if you have a body, you know, that, that 
that's been deceased and just sitting there in the elements, it is going to produce a very, very distinct smell. And very bad, and you will know it. I have smelled that before. Um, and it's not, it's, it's, you will know. Okay. So upon his body were found to be numerous smooth round holes and the man's lips, eyes, tongues, ears had been cut away with expert precision, not torn or ragged in any way. Other tissue and organs had been removed as well as for reasons unknown. There were other anomalies in addition to all of this. The coroner tasked with examining the body would later say of it. Although the victim had been dead for 48 to 72 hours, there would be no sign of being eaten by animals or starting to rot. As would be expected, there was no smell, no bleeding from the wounds had been very, very minimal. The lips and flesh from the face had been cut away, the eyes, ears, and tongue had been removed neat round holes one to one and a half inches in diameter have been made in the shoulders arms head and stomach and the anus and tissue and muscles had been extracted the holes had not been made through which uh, extensive digestive organs had been uh, i'm sorry the holes had not been made had not been made through which, yeah, extensive digestive organs had been extracted. Okay, the scrotum, but not the penis, had been removed, and all the pubic, all the pubic hair had disappeared. The rectum had been cored out. Despite these devastating mutilations, there was no sign that the victim had been bound, or had struggled in any way. Now, the, uh, the mysterious body was photographed and the picture shown to a Dr. Ghost Rubens, who concurred that it was all very odd indeed and seemed inexplicable by normal definitions. It was also pointed out by an associate of Rubens that the mutilations on display with the mysterious body had many of the same hallmarks of the more well-known cattle mutilations. Those are the ones that we normally hear about, the cattle, the cattle mutilations, that a lot of people don't know how to take. They just like that's where I think the um, legend of the chupacabra came from. Uh, allegedly, may have been from there. I don't know. Um, such as a lack of decomposition organs, seemingly selectively removed precision, almost surgical cuts and anomalous holes bored into the corpse. It appears that the dead man was never identified and his strange death was, has from then on had many questions surrounding it. Who or what did this to him? Why was there no decomposition? Why were some organs missing and not others? And why had they been, had they been, so, been removed so cleanly and precisely? Why had these holes been made in the body? Why hadn't the victim struggled or shown signs of being detained? What happened to him and who was he? We will probably never know. Perhaps even more bizarre still is that in the, this that is the 1956 case of Air Force Sergeant Jonathan Lovett, 
In March of that year, Lovett and a Major William Cunningham, both of the Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico, ventured out into the desolate desert, uh, the desolate desert scrub, to collect fallen debris from a recent missile test at the White Sands Missile Test Range. And at one point, Lovett went off behind a dune. A few moments later, Cunningham reportedly heard Lovett scream out in terror, and he ran to investigate. What he saw next would cause him to scream as well. According to Cunningham, after going over a ridge, he was met with the sight of a large silvery disc-shaped object hovering around 15 to 20 feet in the air, which had a long snake-like object trailing from it. To his horror, he saw that the appendage was wrapped around the leg of Lovett and in the process of pulling him towards the strange craft. At this point, Cunningham would report that he had been somewhat inexplicably paralyzed, wanting to take action but unable to move as he watched his friend get pulled and reeled into the object, after which it sped off at breathtakingly great speed. As soon as it was, as soon as it was out of sight, Cunningham found himself released from whatever had kept him frozen there. After radioing missile control and telling them what had happened, he was told that that they were indeed picking up a radar signature moving rapidly, but that they were not able to tell what it was. Security forces and soldiers immediately descended upon the area, and a massive search began, which would go on for three days without finding a single trace of the missing man. In the meantime, it was suspected that Lovett had been the victim of foul play and that Cunningham was responsible. Of course, he's the only one there. Who else are they going to blame? His wild story simply a cover and that he and he was detained on the third day of the search after meticulously scoring 100 square miles of the landscape lovett's body was found around 10 miles from where he had gone missing and his corpse was in a horrifying state besides being completely drained of every drop of blood there was no sign of vascular collapse meaning he had not died at uh, of bleeding to death and was very un and it was very unusual for someone who had been drained of so much blood. An incision had been made in Lovett's lower jaw, through which his tongue had been removed, a cut which extended from the tip of his chin all the way down to his larynx. His anus and genitalia had been expertly removed, as if from a plug, and his eyes had been taken out smoothly. The body showed no signs of decomposition, despite being estimated to have been lying out in the desert heat for one or two days. And most oddly of all, there were found to be dead scavengers, dead scavengers nearby that had apparently died after trying to feed on the body. None of it made any sense at all, and still doesn't. Now, this particular incident uh, has its origins in the alleged report called Grudge Blue Book Report 13, which is mysterious in many ways in and of itself. The manual in question was supposedly analyzed by the by an information analyst for the U.S. Air Force and former Green, Green Beret named Bill English and is allegedly dated 1953-1963 upon the cover is apparently written the code AFSN 2246-3 and the words top secret need you know only. Crypto clearance 14 or above required. Stamped on in red ink, since it is unknown if this document has really existed or not, and the information given by Billy English is only preserved in his own notes, 
and his memory of what he read. It is unknown if the reports are real or whatever the lovely case ever really happened in any sense at all. And so it remains shrouded in mystery. Now, these are very, very creepy, very uh, disturbing cases because you have Dubai, especially of the man in Brazil. Um, you got a body of a man, you know, was found in a strange and bizarre state, very, very mysterious state. You know, and as you heard, it is just very weird to find a body that is not decomposing at that point. I mean, the body will start decomposing in the elements like that, whether it be in the desert or where the uh, gentleman in Brazil, the deceased in Brazil, was found. Um, in those elements, they would decompose fast. The guy was found by a lake. He went fishing. I read the in another another uh, article the story about him is that he he went fishing. Um, he was a local guy. He used to go fishing in that lake, whatever, and nothing tried to eat him. I mean, you got a lot of moisture. There's obviously if there's a lake. There's humidity. There's air. You know, so. The fact that the body decomposes crazy. I don't know what element that is of it. I don't know why. If it was UFO related, what why they would make it so you don't decompose. You would. I don't know. Nobody knows. But it's very weird, and we can't really say that because when I I think I told this to I forgot who I told this to. My brother or something, he said, oh, to my son, I think, and he said, well, maybe they just get into, you know, doing harvesting the organs, if it, you know, maybe it was a human, and they're doing that, you know, that organ, organ trafficking, where they, you go to, it's like, if you're a tourist, you go to another place, and they take your, like, liver or whatever, um, they sell it in the black market, but this was, these were very precise cuts, you know, this isn't something, this isn't, you know, the organ, people would take the organ, they normally leave you on ice or, you know, something like that. But these were precise. I mean, extremely. You know, um, the way they were cut, what they took, you know, the way they did it, they drained all the blood. I mean, this is something like if, let's say you're a scientist or you're some kind of whatever and you want to study a certain animal. This is the type of things they do to animals to study them, you know? Granted, we're not going to go try not to go to a live animal and do this to them, but maybe we'll study the carcass of an animal, whatever. And this is how, what we will take if, they, if an animal dies from a disease and we're trying to study it, so we'll take organs or whatever. I mean, that's very similar, you know? And this is, and you've got to you gotta think about that, you know? you got to be like, oh... You know, maybe that's that's what that's what's going on. That's I mean, people. These got there's a lot. There's more cases like that. And I kind of briefed it. You know, the whole story of the guy, but he was found. I have the pictures. They're really gruesome. Um, really bad pictures. I don't think I'm gonna use that as the cover for this episode, but just because they're really bad. Uh, you know, and the kind of mutilation is something that I haven't heard from it in a while. I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate see if there's more going on. I'm sure there is, but there's some they those have been happening for a long time. 
I don't know. Obviously, you know, obviously I was going to say now they're going to, you know, humans. But this happened a long time ago. This happened before I even heard of a cattle mutilation. So the human ones were happening first. And maybe they decided, well, you know what? I mean, let's not, you know. Because you would think an advanced species, right? They're obviously more advanced than us. I mean, it's hands down. If they were to come down here, then, you know, they'll probably advanced enough to know, you know, hey, let's not, you know, disturb the fabric of these things. We would want to study them, but not, you know, I think they have a conscience. They're, you know, intelligence. I don't know. Maybe they do it. I think, in my opinion, they have good ones, bad ones. So, and we can't necessarily say these are the bad ones. I mean, that's what we think, yes, because they're doing that. And, you know, to us, that's bad. You know what I mean? But we can't necessarily say those are the bad ones. Maybe those are the good good ones, uh, you know, scientists or something. Who knows? You know? But anyway, I'm going to end this one here, man. Let me know what you guys think. You can leave a message on Anchor FM. Follow me on social media at um, cfc.f.mysteries on Anchor. I mean, on, uh, sorry, on Instagram. That's c.f.mysteries. I just made that one for this podcast. I'm going to do a video podcast. This this, this audio will come from a video podcast. I'm going to start putting them on YouTube just to... I don't mind showing my face a little and maybe I'll throw some pictures and stuff in there. Uh, so you can look out for that. And uh, Twitter. I don't know, I have it just to say I have it. Uh, yeah, I don't really, don't worry about Twitter. But Instagram, that's where you can catch me. And on Anchor, if you leave a message or whatever. I will respond to it. I will respond. If you want something you want me to look into, a true crime, a conspiracy, something creepy, whatever, let me know. So don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media. And I'll see you on the next smoke.